Hey, all right, everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of Heal Thyself. We have been going at this and thank you all for supporting. I say it every show because I truly do mean it. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support, the rate, review, and subscribing. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Man, today's show, today's show, today's show. Something that's really important to me as far as health, something we don't talk about enough as far as health. We're going to get into that in the Knowledge Bomb segment. And then the product review, something that's really common over the counter, and I'm going to give you some better alternatives. And our special guest, she's an Instagram sensation. She's got everything to offer. She's going to help us shift to a healthier diet and give us all the hacks that she has under her sleeve. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Today's Knowledge Bomb is on one of my favorite topics overall. It's on dental health, oral health. So important into who we are and how our bodies work. We neglect it constantly because we see our mouth as separate from our body, but I promise you it is not. It is more like a window to the body. All right, so like I said, it's often overlooked, but for a long, long time, uh, there's been many functional dentists, holistic dentists, just holistic practitioners who see the importance of oral health and how it's connected to disease processes in the body. And if you recall or know any about anything about my history, I went to dental school for about a one and a quarter years or so um, up in Minnesota. And what I did see, and I've always been really a holistic person, the way I see life and the body, but I did see, much like conventional school, a reductionist approach to what health is overall. So yes, they did stress the uh, connectedness between oral health, especially periodontal disease and heart disease, but nothing, nothing about gut health. So I do believe and hope that these dental schools are now starting to unfold and unroll more nutrition programs or nutrition courses and uh, teaching oral health as more of a whole. But there was talk, um, there was talk, like I said, talk a little bit about periodontal disease in the heart. But really, the mouth microbiome is the second largest and most diverse, right after the gut, microbiome in the body. We have over 700 species of bacteria in our mouth, and there are billions and billions in number. Every second, we're swallowing thousands and thousands and thousands of different species of bacteria that gets to our gut. It's intimately tied with our gut health. Remember I said that it's intimately tied with our gut health. Usually... The state of your mouth, the state of your oral health is a direct reflection to the state of your gut. And I say this all the time because, you know, you think of folks who have, uh, who get ulcers in their mouth, right? And I always question, is it just localized to the mouth or is that just a reflection of really what's going on in the gut too? Are you producing inflammatory lesions in the gut? And what is it a, what's the underlying cause, right? That's always the main question. But again, the mouth is a direct extension of the gut. Really in the early stages of infancy, the mouth and the gut are very similar. They pretty much have almost the same species of uh, probiotic bacteria. And it diversifies later over time. But remember, everything in the gut has got to go through the mouth at some point. So really the old school way of looking at oral health was getting rid of all the bacteria, sterilizing it, right? Brushing with uh, antibacterial, like sterile, uh, sterile age, sterilizing agents, different mouthwashes. So um, I got really inspired when we had Stephen Lin here really a few months ago. It was one of my first shows, but he is a functional dentist and man, he blew a lot of the audience away with the information he was giving because he was speaking about the importance of jaw and teeth development and health overall, uh, particularly when it comes to breathing. And we know 
breathing or oxygen is the number one nutrient in our whole body, more important than any food. So uh, he was speaking about the importance of nutrient-dense foods, particularly fat-soluble ones, and then uh, the mechanical action of chewing, how it helps in jaw development. But he also said, if you have wisdom teeth removal, crooked teeth, braces, at any point in your life, that's signs of a poor diet in your childhood. And he also says that tooth decay, gum disease, bad breath are just conditions that are due to the loss of correct bacteria, right? Remember, we talk about microbiome and dysbiosis, right? Good bacteria, bad bacteria, the overgrowth of bad bacteria. The same thing happens in our mouth, except the consequences are not constipation, diarrhea. There are tooth decay, periodontal disease, gingivitis, bad breath. So um, again, it's a direct system, the mouth, the gut, and then the gut, which we know houses so much or modulates so much of our health, including things like diabetes, weight loss, brain health, right, mood. So it'd be, it wouldn't be a long shot to say, does our mood st start with our oral health and what we're putting in our mouth? So uh, yeah, I loved what Stephen Lynn had to say about all of this. I really urge you guys to go back and check out our episode because it was game changing. I wanna now speak about what are the top ways to maximize oral health and thus gut health, and thus overall health, right? Remember, it all starts in the mouth. So what are some ways? We'll stay away from antiseptic mouthwashes. We don't know, what, we don't know how safe they are, for one. Uh, we don't know what, in particular, exactly what bacteria it gets rid of and the effect that it has on our mouth biome, right, our oral biome. Uh, we also know that a lot of these mouthwashes have food coloring and a bunch of other crap too. But... Um, there was a podcast, again, that I was listening to with Stephen Lynn. It's a broken brain one. And he had mentioned that uh, the studies show a connection between mouthwash and diabetes. And the real mechanism would be that mouthwash, as I mentioned, disrupts the oral microbiome, thus disrupting the gut microbiome. And we know, as I just mentioned before, the gut microbiome is tightly, tightly, tightly correlated with diabetes, the development of the diabetes process, okay? So um, one thing to pay attention to, get off all of those antiseptic mouthwashes. You don't need them, period. Stay away from toothpaste that still have triclosan. Triclosan is a banned ingredient, but a lot of toothpaste still have them. That's a nasty chemical in the whole body. I spoke about it in one of the um, chemical toxicity or environmental toxicity shows. Um, it also disrupts the mouth flora. Um, so, and thus again, disrupting the microbiome. So stay away from those toothpastes and then other things. I mean, I had a toothpaste review a few episodes ago, not a few episodes ago. One of my first episodes was toothpaste. Check that out. Hear what I had to say, how to choose a proper toothpaste. Stay away from artificial coloring, fluoride, natural flavors, synthetic chemicals. These are all things that are disrupting overall oral and gut microbiome. Okay. Fat soluble vitamins. Right. If you eat animal, uh, you might find it a little eat animal products. You might find it a little bit easier to get a hold of these. But even if you eat plant based, you could still get fat soluble vitamins. These are ones like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K. So think about A. You got to think about oranges, orange color. So orange veggies like carrots or butternut squash or pumpkin, sweet potato, uh, apricots is another thing. Kale, melon, broccoli. Uh, vitamin D, of course, sun. I talk about it on every other show for a reason. Sun is the most powerful nutrient giver that this earth uh, can offer us, So, uh, and we evolve with it. So it's, it's incredible stuff. You can also get them in mushrooms or fortified milk products. Um, get some nutrient testing, too, to see where you're at. You know, If you have sufficient vitamin A, D, and K, 
good. If you don't, then you might want to start making these interventions. Vitamin K, you get them in leafy greens, all, all the leafy greens that, that you can think of. Think about it and start incorporating them in your diet. Also asparagus, green beans, cauliflower, parsley, cilantro, and leeks. You got to get prebiotic foods in your diet. It's not just for gut, but it also is for oral health. These are things like dandelion greens, chicory root, garlic, leeks, onion, jicama, asparagus. I love jicama. Asparagus, uh, acacia powder. These help control inflammation in the mouth. Likely, those signals are coming from the gut, right? Again, remember, direct communication. But the caveat is, is if you have progressive gum disease, you want to get that cleaned out before you start really having high doses of prebiotic foods. So make sure you're seeing a biological dentist or a functional dentist or a holistic dentist. Um, and I mentioned the resource to find them is iaomt.org, I believe. If you go on there, that's the Academy of Alternative dentist and you will be able to find in your area from the database uh, it makes it a lot easier right but that's what you want to look for really biological holistic or functional dentist you want to eat probiotic rich foods of course right they're going to be giving your oral microbiome and gut microbiome uh, some good bacteria feeding it so miso tempeh kimchi sauerkraut pickles kefir you can also get vegan kefir from uh, coconuts um, oral probiotics i do take them every now and then they, they use certain strains that have been shown in studies uh, to reduce the uh, pathogenicity and growth of strep mutans, which is really one of the most pathogenic organisms in the mouth. Um, also helps manage gingivitis, controls inflammation in the mouth. There's a small study that showed a help reduction in breath or bad breath um, and may be preventative against oral cancer and, of course, when I'm talking about oral cancer, I always talk about green tea. So remember, go back to green tea and see the power of what green tea does in oral cancer, too. That's a little digression. I'm sorry. Avoid simple carbs and processed foods. This is like the old school. We knew about this for oral health, right? We want to stop the simple carbs. We want to stop all that crap, all that junk food. Well, why? The bacteria in the mouth, what happens is when we eat these carbs, these processed carbs, it changes the pH in our mouth. It becomes more acidic. And when that pH changes, these bacteria are so smart, they protect their environment by releasing calcium into the mouth. But by releasing calcium, guess what suffers? Our enamel, our teeth. Therefore, the process begins of dental caries, what we see, right, or cavities. Um, so really important is choosing the right foods, as I just mentioned a few, and then staying away from the ones that you know are gonna change that pH in the mouth. That's really the, the, the way cavities happen, but we can prevent those just with food choices, okay? Practices, of course, some of the most basic practices is floss after every meal, brush after every meal, but wait 30 minutes or so, so you can have, uh, you can prevent enamel wear. Something that I love doing is tongue scraping, keeping oral health good, preventing bad breath. It removes as Ayurvedic, it's an ancient Ayurvedic practice, but Ayurvedic practitioners or the practice of Ayurveda calls the removal of ama, which are the toxic substances in the mouth. Um, one toothpaste in particular that I am intrigued by, and I will look more into it, is biocidin toothpaste and the dental side and liquid that they use. Um, they, it is said from the company that they uh, it's an oral care solution. It's helpful removing plaque and breaking down biofilms. I just want to know. I would I would actually ask the company first if the, uh, those products also disrupt the good oral flora. Right? We don't want it to have an antibiotic effect. So. Um, Hold sit tight on that. I will be talking about that more on Instagram. But yeah, intriguing products. Pay, let's pay close attention to that. Also, being very, very much so aware of bleeding gums. If your gums are bleeding, that's a sign of a chronic underlying issue. It could be a gut, gut. It, it could be a gut thing, right? Gut dysfunction, leaky gut. It's, there's something called leaky mouth. 
look it up. And uh, the two are aligned with each other. So usually if your gums are bleeding, your intestines are having major issues, but it also could be a sign of heart disease uh, or high blood pressure. So really uh, paying close attention, going to your dentist regularly so they can assess you. Make sure they're seeing you as a whole though. Make sure the window is not only on your mouth, okay? And I mentioned hooking up with a biological, holistic, or functional dentist, functional dentist, IOMT.org. Um, look for someone who's not making a career of drilling and filling. Look for someone who knows how to remove amalgams properly. I did my first show on amalgam removal and the dangers of amalgam in your teeth. So yeah, these are basic interventions that are so powerful in oral health. But remember not to disregard or discredit the importance of what goes on in our mouth and our whole body. I cannot stress it enough. Hook up with the right practitioner. Start taking care of your oral health, being uh, up, up in your oral hygiene, getting in those high quality foods, as I mentioned, and then really, really, really just knowing that my gut is good, my mouth is good, my mood is good, my body's good. All right. So look, Dentistry is amazing. Oral health is amazing. I love it. I'm so intrigued by it. I hope I intrigued you. Let's get over to the product review. I got some good stuff to review. Okay, so uh, today's product review, I'm going to bring this up because um, what happened was the other day I was in San Diego and I got some really beautiful gifts from um, the Vegan Danielle podcast. She gave me all of these this produce, basically, fruits and vegetables. And I love blueberries, but for some reason, I think I overdid the blueberries all summer, and I was eating the blueberries, and I had the worst stomach ache immediately. And I, it was on an empty stomach. Um, but what I noticed was that there was gas trapped in my stomach. That's exactly what it was like. And I just needed to burp. I needed to burp bad. Luckily, I remembered that I brought fennel seeds with me because I knew, I had them in my car, but I know that they're helpful for nitric oxide, um, increasing nitric oxide in the body and thus opening up the blood vessels when you're doing exercise activities. So I always have them in my car in case I go on like a hike or do some exercise and I need them. But they're also a carminative. Carminative actually moves gas through the body. So I took it, I chewed it, chewed them raw, a handful, and I don't know, maybe in 15 minutes, I was burping like a madman, but it was helping a lot. So it got me thinking, what is the over-the-counter uh, go-to for folks who have that trapped gas? And trapped gas, if you've ever suffered with this, could be really painful. Just look at kids who are crying all night with that colic pain, that's trapped gas. So um, first, you want to think about why you're getting trapped gas. Do you have bacteria in your small intestine that are uh, fermenting and causing gas? Uh, are you eating too fast? Are you breathing? Are you mouth breathing when you're sleeping? These are all really more root cause stuff, but you know, inter intervening on a surface is going to be really important too, especially like I needed something when I was in that car. So, um, gas X is what's used, um, over the counter. I'm sure many of you, it's, I mean, it's number one doctor recommended brand, but not by Dr. G, uh, is the number one used over-the-counter supplement. But it, it, its active ingredient is cymethicone, and uh, cymethicone basically puts together bubbles in your stomach so you can release them easier. But I mean, the inactive ingredients are terrible. I mean, why does it have food coloring? I did the whole show on food coloring, and this is, this is used a lot for kids, but kids should never be subjected to food coloring in general. Ever. But this has DNC Red number 30, aluminum lake, dextrose, flavors, 
just flavors, ambiguously speaking. Uh, maltodextrin, usually, usually when you see maltodextrin or dextrose, they're usually derived from genetically modified ingredients, as is the soy protein isolate. Propylene glycol I spoke about in one of the um, environmental toxin videos and food toxin videos, um, a nasty chemical. So look, one of these ain't going to hurt you. Ten of these ain't going to hurt you. But, but you have to remember that people chew these things like candy, just like I spoke about last week about the antacids. People chew them like candy. The same goes with things like this, Gasex. So I'm here to offer you another option, fennel seeds. This is the organic fennel seeds from Whole Foods. Really, I just opened them up, put a handful, chewed them up, tastes like licorice. I don't mind licorice, but this is known as a carminative herb. This is why at Indian restaurants... Indian restaurants, when you're leaving, they usually have fennel seeds there because after you have a heavy meal, they want to help you release the gas when you leave. So really smart, the, uh, the Indian culture. But you can, if you don't like fennel, you can also look into, and this is not medical advice, uh, anise, uh, peppermint, chamomile, rosemary, ginger, lemon balm. These are all carminative herbs that if you're, and remember, let's say if, if your child is suffering with colic pain constantly, then make sure that you ask your pediatrician if it would be safe. But that would be a really nice intervention for the child and you. If you're suffering with colic pain, first of all, or any trap gas, think about what the food is. I remember I just I just spoke to you about SIBO, eating too fast, uh, mouth breathing, maybe dairy. That's a huge uh, cause of a lot of gas for people. Um, think about what you're, what's in your diet, get to the root cause. But on the surface, symptomatically, you can just take these carminative herbs that I mentioned in whatever form, even teas are so helpful and you shouldn't have to suffer. So there you go. Look, really quick one, really simple one. Get off the gas X, get on nature's herbs. All right. And we're going to go to the special guest. Hey, all right. Today's special guest. I'm so excited to have her in here. She is a sensation. By sensation, I mean on every level. Go check out her Instagram first and foremost and see how she blew up the health and fitness game. Her name is Amanda Meixner, and she is no known as Meow Mix. But she's here, here to really teach us how to make that transition from eating like crap to really starting bringing in nutritious foods, elevating our health. I cannot wait one more second. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Dr. G. What yeah. a great welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I try to really build it up. Man, I should have been a hype person. For you like, should have been a hype man. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know why I haven't. But I mean, you kind of are right now. I am. I hyped you up real good. So <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. I love this setup. Yeah, thank you. We, we really put um, tried to mix art, science, and nature as best as possible. That's you. Yeah, right? In every <laughs> single way. You summed up right there. So, um, okay, look. You, on so many levels, are changing the game, but I want to talk about our first account when we met. I went through this rigorous workout, which I'm still recovering from, okay? Uh, we went to um, Santa Monica Beach, and we did your beach workout, the Beach Tribe, mm -hmm. and um, you were going through it like skipping. <laughs> your uh, fiancé was going through it like G.I. Joe skipping, and meanwhile, I was crawling like a zombie, because that was tough. And do you do workouts like that all the time? I love intense workouts. I always feel like, one, it's like the most bang for your buck if you can, if you can get to that level. And mm -hmm. then, two, like for me, it's such a stress relief to like sweat, 
that energy to really just be focused for an hour. And I mean, I was an athlete growing up. Where yeah. did you play sports growing up? A little bit of football. A little bit of football. Yeah. Then you should you should know. Yeah, I know. I just don't. I still don't like it. <laughs> I still don't like sprinting. I know. Now I'm addicted to yeah. the endorphins. You really get addicted to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hit training, weight training. You know, ladies, don't be afraid to lift weights. Um, all that stuff. I, I just go for it. I have an affinity for it. I mean, I was talking to your girlfriend, Jacqueline, the other mm. night. I was like, I could benefit from a little bit more yoga mm -hmm. because I do so much weightlifting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I'm glad you made it out. And you're doing a little more weight training. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've, I've, I can't not now at this point since the community I'm around are just like ultra athletes. You're I'm like, holding you accountable. I need to be held accountable. Yes. Um, but one thing you just said really important is the women should not be afraid of weightlifting. Yeah, strength training. I mean, there's so many benefits, you know, obviously help prevent osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. You know, the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, the mm -hmm. leaner you are. And it's also, I hate to, if you're look into it for more of the aesthetics, I mean, I think it's so much more than that, but obviously you'll be, you'll end up skinny fat almost if mm -hmm. you're just doing cardio because yeah. you really shape your muscles doing weightlifting. Then you just you feel good. Yeah, so so they shouldn't be away. So you're mean to tell me they're not gonna grow like these huge shoulders no. and you know huge. It's not back. like you pick up a dumbbell. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to get bulky. You have to eat so much food. I mean, yeah. like how hard is it to put on muscle? You have to really try. Really hard. Yeah. Really try. Really really hard. You're not. Yeah. Women don't have enough testosterone. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna eat enough. Like it's just very difficult. Like you don't need to stay at five pound like the colorful mm -hmm. dumbbell like. Go ahead, get go heavy, yeah. you know, get go higher rep, you'll get you'll get lean muscle, just like it happens naturally. Yeah, and it's so important for as you said, hormonal balance. Like yes. you, you have to have a good ratio of muscle to fat. Yes. Right? And and what that does for your estrogen, testosterone clearance, yes. everything is so important for women out there. So yeah, women listening, don't be afraid. Man, I know we're not afraid. We want to. Yeah. We want to do the men, opposite. We want to put on that might muscle. have a little more ego in the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but women, you know, you want to be able to like when you get to sixty. I mean, I mean, obviously, even older. Like, you want to be able to get out of a chair to be able to, you know, go from sitting to standing very easily. And strength training will yeah. help you continue to do that. Yeah, and I, and I I actually speak about how powerful both aerobic and anaerobic exercise is for breast cancer, prostate cancer, colon cancer prevention. Like it is a magic bullet. It is so powerful preventatively. Yes. And even if you do get diagnosed with cancer, what that does during and after. I believe it's it. It's amazing. So, I mean, like that should be the number one recommendation before anything. Yes. And you've heard of exercise also being so beneficial in the prevention, like of dementia and other like brain mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. So adding to that, yeah, adding to the fire. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Basically, <laughs> just don't overdo it. Yes, that's, right? you can overdo it for sure. And that's also what I have to remind myself. Exhaust yourself. Yeah. Paying attention to like symptoms of real fatigue, your adrenals like just on, like right on the floor and you need yes. to, yeah. So being you mindful of You need a rest that. day. Yeah, you need, <laughs> you need the day. yoga. <laughs> it might be hard for people to do that rest day because you do get addicted. Like you said, the endorphins. Oh, you do. I know. It goes, it's like you're either doing too little or you're doing too much. Yeah. Where's the middle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's inspiring for me too, because I want to get to the gym too. You're doing uh, it. ASAP. Yeah. I'm <laughs> making some changes. So, um, yeah, I want to go back to something we mentioned, like, um, you have a very powerful successful teaching medium through Instagram. It has taught so many people, and I know you've gotten messages left and right that you've changed lives. How how did you start off, first of all, teaching people? Well, I would say it all started 
a while ago when, and like this was before I was on Instagram, but kind of my motivation behind this whole, my whole message is in high school, I developed an eating disorder. Um, you know, I became anorexic and luckily like with the help of like professional help, there's like no substitute for professional help if you're dealing with some emotional problems. Um, I made a full recovery. But after that, I was also like, I knew I was missing the piece of education of like looking at these women in magazines and thinking, well, I want to look like them. Like, how do I do that? Like, I just, I eat less. Like, you just eat less. Yeah. Like, it's not about the food. It's like, you just need to eat less. And that that's what sent me down that path partially was think that mindset of just eating less and less until mm -hmm. you're really, you're not eating anything at all. And that's a huge problem. I was probably like, about 90 pounds at my lightest and right now I'm 130 mm. so just not Real not skinny. a good place to yeah. be um you know wasn't getting my period had other hormo hormonal issues so just really struggling mentally emotionally and I don't I don't want women to go through that and I also want them to know that there is a healthy way to lose weight right because when you're in that mindset and you feel so stuck like mm -hmm. you're like I've tried I've tried exercising mm -hmm. and like I lost a few pounds but that's it like what am I missing? So that's that's really why I center my whole brand around nutrition, like whole foods, just like the natural way to lose weight. And yeah. almost like, you know, when you first transition to whole foods, if you can stick to that, the habit's hard, but like the weight will come off a lot easier than when you're eating all these processed, like hyper palatable foods. Yeah. And, and that is so true. The habit is hard. The habit part is hard. Right? It's like the sim simplicity of it, of like eating whole foods and getting in the kitchen and those are simple actions, mm -hmm. but sticking to it yeah. is the hard part. And 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 the heart. One of the big things that people need to know is three to six weeks, your tongue, your taste buds are changing, right? Yes. So, like you said, hyperpalatable foods. They're they're really like yum 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 yum, right? Because they're they're designed, in in particular, to make it palatable, to make it extra palatable, to release that dopamine every time yes. you eat it. But three to six weeks, all of a sudden you're eating more broccoli, kale, cauliflower, whatever it is, and your t taste buds are changing, right? Yeah, getting off that, it's crazy how sweet foods taste to me now, like a peach. That tastes amazing. Yeah. But getting off of something like a Frappuccino, yeah. like I went from Frappuccinos to Frappuccino lights to coffee with, you know, some sugar, and now I, like, I can drink my coffee black. So it's making those transitional steps, whether some people can do it overnight, and some people need to take baby steps and, mm -hmm. you know, just add a salad here or mm -hmm. try a green juice if you've never had any vegetables and all you can do is tolerate it in a smoothie Yeah, because just you haven't had that many vegetables in your life. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of folks actually haven't been exposed to the diversity of vegetables that, you know, will you and I will preach to people because it's not just start eating more spinach, right? Yes. The diversity is important. I see in Absolutely. a lot of your pictures you put up, it's like the beautiful rainbow. rainbows. Yes. Right? And and um, that re that's really helpful for the gut microbiome, for yes. detoxification, every one of our systems. Um, so what, to you then, regardless of keto, paleo, vegan, everything in between, what does a plate look like to you? What should folks who are making this transition look for? So, I mean, it's like a well, like a well-balanced plate. You don't have to do this at every meal, but I like to think of it. You have your protein. So it could be whether that's, you know, animal or plant-based mm -hmm. protein. Then you have some, some form of like healthy whole food carbs. So less of the processed ones, more sweet potato, mm -hmm. exactly those kind of carbs. You have a healthy fat, avocado, nuts, mm -hmm. you know, some of the olive oils. And then, and then on top of that, you know, you might have different seeds, 
Um, so those are like protein, carbs, healthy fats, and then load up on the veggies. Mm. So your plate should be a majority of veggies. Those yeah. like high fiber, you know, more than just obviously you can still eat corn, but you know, the green and the purple. Everything, and, all yes. that good stuff. Yes. Feeding your gut bacteria, giving it love. Yes. Yeah. And it, because traditionally, and actually the way I grew up, it was mostly like steak, like white rice and like a, a quarter handful of broccoli. Yes. That's how I grew up, you know? That's, I feel like that's the American way. Mm-hmm. It's like we got to flip that on the other side where it's at least half the plate of vegetables and like these smaller portions of carbs and protein. Yeah. And of course, some of that satisfying fat that we were all afraid of for the longest time. <laughs> I know. So what do you, what do you say to, to someone like me back then who's like, I'm in school, I have classes nonstop. I, how do I eat like this all the time? Because it's way easier for me in college to go to Subway. Wow. You know, or or get a pizza in between classes. It, it, how does a busy person find time to meal prep? How do we meal prep? Like, what are some really good tips? Because yes. I know you're the queen of that. That's my thing. Well, yeah. the what I like about meal prepping is essentially... Like for me, I was doing it every Sunday for five days a week. You can you can do it like, or twice a week and set you up for the next few days. Um, but really, write write out what you want to eat for the week for the next few days, and then once you have that written out, then write your grocery list and then go grocery shopping and and prep it all in bulk. Mm-hmm. Really saves you so much time if you just mm-hmm. do it all in bulk. And then there's also just like different things you can buy, like different tools you can buy to help make it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like an egg cooker. Mm-hmm. You can get an instant pot. There's so many. Oh, yeah. There's a spiralizer that can make, you know, zucchini into this fun yeah. like pasta. So just different tools to have in your kitchen so you can speed up the process and it's, you don't have just the stove to work with. You have like a couple of different items. Because you need yeah. to multitask. Yeah. Then you get it done. And that's that's the big issue that for people, folks like me, finding time to do it. So how, let's say to really have a good meal prep set up for the week, how much time do you think someone should allot? It depends on how much you want to actually, because, you know, if you're going to make breakfast at home, then, and you're just doing lunches, like let's just say lunches. I mean, you could do in like two hours, two, mm-hmm. three hours. Um, if you're doing like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then I might get into the four or five hours. So it really depends on, you know, how like what, how many meals you want to cook. Yeah. But keep it simple, like yeah. super simple. I mean, get some spices because mm-hmm. you need different flavors. You don't want mm-hmm. boring food. Yeah. And spices have so many different benefits within themselves. Um, so you definitely want to get that on hand. But yeah, you need to dedicate a couple dedicate. hours. Okay. But dedicate some time. But like we dedicate like five hours to our phone a day. Yeah. Four hours to our phone a day. Like we can take an hour and a half to two hours. Well, to once three. you get used to it too, like you almost become addicted to it because I don't have to think about lunch. Like uh-huh. when I don't set up my meals, I'm like, oh, crap. Like I have to portion it out. Yeah. Like I have to cook it. Yeah. If it's set up, I mean, you, I'll, I'll reheat my food in a pan. Yeah. That's what I do. But at least like it's there. It's perfectly portioned. I'm like, I don't think about it. Like, yeah. and I pick stuff that I like. You know what I mean? Don't don't pick stuff that you absolutely hate. Like put some fun stuff in yeah. there for you. Um, but I like I don't have to think about it during the week, and it saves me so much time. Yeah. So 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 take away. Think about what you want to make. Yes. Right. And you know th- th- you don't have look to look at some recipes if you yeah. want simple ones. Pinterest. Simple ones. Yeah. You don't have to do something like, like gourmet. Literally, like Google search like meal prep recipes because. 
they literally make that. Yeah. So they're easier. So if you're if you're vegan like Dr. Mm-hmm. G, <laughs> vegan meal prep recipes. Yeah. Pinterest it and then and then write. Okay, so that's what I have for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. Then write your grocery list, right? Don't go to the store and be like, oh, that's, well. That's me. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what can I intuitively eat all week? And then literally half of it spoils. Yeah, so you really it's have crazy. to write it out. Because yeah. if you write it out, that's what I found too. If you write out exactly what you're going to do, you like almost waste no food. Okay. Obviously, you can get some stuff on the fly, like if some tropical fruit really calls out to you. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to take that away from you. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you won't have as much food waste when you write that out. Um, and then the other thing you'll need is like containers to put the food in. So Mm -hmm. if you don't already have that at home, like go get that. It's a little motivating too. Like if you go ahead, you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy these like glass Tupperware or like I get like Mason jars. I make salad jars. Yeah. 32 ounce Mason jars. If you order that online, like you're going to feel committed. Like yeah. I just got all you these containers. Make it now. Yeah. It's like staring at you in the corner. Yeah. 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 That's so th- just do that right now and then you'll feel like you have to do it. That's literally the corner of my kitchen right now. I have jicama, sweet potatoes. Potatoes are all looking at me. They're like, please soup me up. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get to you soon. Soon. I, and then I'll, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's, let's, Let's make a deal. I'm going to make a soup on Sunday. Do it. Based on all of these because you have motivated me. Um, so that's that's wonderful. Um, you, so, so yeah, back to your Instagram. I want everyone to check that out who's listening because you show the simplicity of ingredients to the beauty of a dish. Right. And, yes. and when you see that, you're like, well, damn, that like, and it didn't even take that long. No. But like you can have that nutritious of a dish with different colors. Yes. Um, that's really motivating. Have you found that people are really responsive to things like that? Yeah, I mean, I actually purposely, I'm like, the less ingredients I can put in a dish, I know the more likely people are going to gonna be to make it. Because it's really intimidating to see, like, 20 ingredients. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep it around five, um, five or so. But I know that's whenever I get with a chef, because I cook so much. But then when I get with a chef, I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm super basic, yeah. but it works. Yeah, but it, but it works. It Those works. interventions work, right? And it's, it's just what people want to do on a regular basis. You're probably not going to do a 20-ingredient dish unless it's maybe Thanksgiving yeah. or something super special. Yeah. I just want that barrier to entry to be so low, because... Everyone's so busy. You're busy. People listening, you guys are busy. Yeah. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. So so what do you say? I mean, how far does this thinking extend where people are just obsessively counting calories? Oh, yeah. Versus like, just eating like whole foods. Do you see like... Yeah, it can go. I mean, obviously you're going into more of the world of like orthorexia a little yeah. bit. Yeah. In that world where you're like too obsessed with like mm-hmm. being healthy. Um, I think calorie and macro counting are there to only use temporarily right Mm -hmm. like it's that's where it's a tool maybe you don't like i said if you eat more whole foods you don't necessarily need to do that you can follow like different methods and look at portions but you can like i've tracked macros and calories before but don't do it all the time Mm -hmm. do it for a period of time to really see you know to gauge portions and really think of it as like oh, this is about the serving of carbs I need or about the serving of protein I need. So you can kind of get away from it eventually because I don't, it's not fun. I don't find it fun. It's not fun. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> when I was in, in college, we were going to Alcapulco for spring break. And for three months before that, I got a little like a marble binder. Okay. And I wrote literally every macronutrient oh, wow. plus salt plus wow. everything. Like 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 a, like a, the most, a, it, was, it was the most, how do I say this? 
it was blowing up every single part of my life because I became so obsessed with it. How long did you do that for? Three months. Oh, three months. Three months. But, that's really long. But even when we went out for drinks, I would count the calories in vodka. Oh, yeah. Now that's orthorexia. Yeah, I used to take it a little too far. It, I think it's something nice. It's like, oh, you can do that for a couple of weeks or something to gauge your portion size yeah. and to understand. But then once you understand that, like, put it away. But there's people who stick to things like that, counting yeah. calories. Like even Weight Watchers drives you crazy because like you're always counting points. I've yes. seen it happen with people. But counting calories throughout your life is no way to live because then literally, you know, you eat like half of a protein bar or like half of a cookie and it's over. Wow. Right? Yeah. You know how it is. Like people, yes. it's just like, oh God, it'll drain you. But yeah, that was, it was not a good place to be. Um, yeah, that's why obviously eating mostly whole foods, you can become more intuitive and listen to your body and listen to the cues and you won't need calorie and macro tracking as much. So how do you feel then about like these pages and posts that are showing like, you know where I'm going with this. It shows like, okay, well, this is a healthy food or like considered healthy food with 500 calories, but a Snickers bar has 500 mm -hmm. calories. You're fine. You're good. You, well, I like some of the, I feel like some of the point they want to get the guilt away, right? Right. It doesn't do you or us any good if we have a cookie or we have something like have some candy corn, like we know that mm -hmm. stuff is junk, but you know, you enjoyed yourself. You'll be okay. You're not eating it every day. But to compare a Snickers and say it's like the same as a banana, like it's the same. It's the same calories. We know that the banana is way more nutritious. It's going to do so much more for your body. It has way more vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. and yeah. all the good stuff. Yeah. Like this, I just, I can't, I, they take it too far. It's like everything. You take it too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, but the thing is people hold on to these perspectives and say like, oh, duh, like why, why am I just worrying about what I eat? Why don't I just count these calories, calories. make sure it's yeah. under something. And therefore I can just enjoy hyper palatable foods with no nutrition. Uh, yeah. That's, I am not all for that. And I mean, there's even studies showing issues with, all these processed foods. Um, I know this is a correlation study, but a 2019 study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association mm -hmm. linked an increased consumption of ultra-processed food with a higher risk of all-cause mortality. Mm. So There you go. And it was crazy. It was something like a 14% increase in all-cause mortality for a 10% increased consumption of processed foods. Just a little bit. Just 10%. Yeah. Um, again, obviously, it's correlation, but... But we... But even... As a mechanism in the body, we know what they do to the body, right? right. Increase inflammation, increase oxidation, yes. disrupt hormones, yes. stress the liver. These are all things that these hyperpalatable foods, not to mention pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, all yes. that crap in it. <laughs> you know how I get. Yeah. <laughs> that like that's that duh. Like, you know, that makes sense, regardless of correlation. Like I you know, we could say that right now. We don't need that evidence. Yes. No, and and like I said, it's like I understand they're like, okay, we want to take the fear out of it. Like, oh, there's, yes, there's all that junk in it. But if I eat a Snickers, you know, on Halloween, mm -hmm. I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. The same goes like when I'm out to eat, I, if, if I have some sort of plant-based dessert. Yes. I don't think twice. Yeah. You know, I know there's hella sugar in there, <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> you I, enjoyed yourself. Yeah. You I had like this blueberry life. cheesecake that was like, I swear that my body and soul separated for like a good 25 minutes. I was like flying through the clouds, <gasps> looking over like Rome, Italy, living my life. Yeah. I want this cheesecake Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where to get it. This is, I don't remember where, oh, Cafe Gratitude, I think it was. Oh, I need to go. 
Oh my God. No, Donna Jean in um, San Diego. Okay. That's where you need to go. Okay. You, uh, you will love it. All right. I need that in my life. And whoever knows Donna Jean knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't know if they're trying to over, oversimplify. It's just, it's, yeah, it's taking it too far when it's like, let's just eat whatever we want, when we want, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, it just seems like I, I purposely don't have to, like junk in my house mm-hmm. because like, I would rather go out and, and buy something tasty than have too much temptation yeah. in my house. Like maybe some, some dark chocolate, yeah. chocolate chips, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not trying to have all this temptation around me. For sure. Like I'll fail. Yeah, it's it's easy. It's easy to go out to Whole Foods or Air One and like get Yeah, you can some go stuff. and yeah, if you can and hopefully you can get some higher quality desserts. Yeah. Like offer that. But even if you know you want something not quite as good. It's like, don't keep that in your house. Just go yeah. and get yourself some. And then you won't have a box full of. Yeah. And it'll be gone fast. Yeah. <laughs> if I bring like a chocolate bar, it's gone in two days. I do have a box full of junk food though, but I'm not really tempted by these that I do for comparison. Uh-huh. Like I keep a little box. Yeah. 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 I wonder what people do when they put up posts on Instagram and I'm like, you ain't keeping those Pringles, are you? So, yeah, you're, you're not eating that. Some of it, yeah, I get asked that question a lot. Yeah. So I have a box full of stuff. And like, I mean, processed food, it keeps forever. Yeah. I'm like, this thing, how has this, this has been good. This cookie, this like it hasn't even, white, yeah. like the very like white, like not good mm-hmm, quality mm-hmm. cookie. I'm like, it still looks the same. Yeah. You and have like a skull and crossbones on that box. Yeah. So usually I'll do that. Or if it's something that you know, is super tasty. Like I got a McFlurry for a post. Mm-hmm. Chris ate that. He was, did he? <laughs> he <laughs> can afford it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not that big a deal every now and then. It's yeah. like the ongoing, the ongoing consumption that really adds up. Yeah. And that's what I try to stress to people. It's like, here's everything you need to know. Right. Our bodies are magnificent. We detox, we get rid of, we find balance. But like you said, it's everyday exposure, mm-hmm. right? Either eating, breathing it in, like I talk about environmental toxicity, it's all the same thing. It's every day it chips away and then we start seeing, right? Our bodies are strong and powerful, but you know. Yeah. That's what happens, yeah. So um, so what do you, what do you, what do you know, any plans now? What are you going into now? Like. Yeah, like what do you, like what do you want, what else do you want to do? Oh, well right now Chris and I are actually working on an ebook because I really want to put, Ooh all of these like nutrition principles into an ebook, some tips, a lot of the food swaps people love, you know, like you do reviews like of good and bad, but people love like food oh, swaps because it's, they love it. Cause it's hard to find better products. Like, like for example, like ketchup, most ketchup has so much sugar, but there's other better versions out there. So just giving people the different food swaps they can have in their life. So that's, yeah, I'm working on that ebook. Um, I just launched a podcast. Dr. Mm-hmm. G is going to be on in a few weeks. Oh, I'll be on. You'll be on. <laughs> I'll be on and I'll be, I'll be going off and you'll be laughing because I'll just be getting real intense. Yes. I can't you know, wait. Yeah. I, I love your intensity. So th- those are my main focuses right now. Obviously my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. You're getting married next week. I'm getting married. Oh, look at that. So that's big celebration. Big celebration. Congratulations. I will have some cake. Yeah. Bring it. Bring back some vegan vegan some treats, okay? Because okay. I know not everyone's going to eat the vegan treats. <laughs> You're like, I call it dibs. It, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. We were at this party yesterday, and they were going over all of the food that was there. Oh, my goodness. This right? is funny. Yeah, and, yeah. and we're in a big circle, and they're talking to everyone about the food. But then they start talking about the vegan food, and literally, they just, they're just they just looking at me and, and Jacqueline. You and Jacqueline. I was like, are you guys the only vegans I think we were the only ones that there. That was really funny. 
Yeah, and I was like, Jacqueline, are they just looking at us? And she's like, Yeah, I think so. But um, <laughs> it, that's the that's how it is. You no, know, that's it's good. Amazing. I mean, that's why we're all friends. We're all yeah. community. We support each other. We respect each other's yeah. choices, and yeah. I'm all about that. And we're all, I mean, we're all in here for a common goal to really feel better and help people feel better yeah. and live better lives. Yeah, it, that's you've hit it on the head. How about how about for people who want to follow in your footsteps and be like, look, I'm a nutritionist, I'm a dietitian, I'm a health coach. I want to start changing people's lives the way you do. Mm-hmm. What are some tips for people on like, let's say Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. whatever it is? Well, obviously, the t- obviously these are the most obvious ones. So just top two, be consistent and give value. But you know, going, that's just like the basics. Like everyone knows they need mm. to do that at this point, but connecting with your community and talking to your audience members and really understanding like what will help them because I, that's what I'm always optimizing for. I feel like people are so quick to just show, I mean, it's, it's great to show the lifestyle you're living like, Oh, here's what I'm doing. But how can you really help people implement it and like format that in a way that it's easy for them to understand like when I'm showing my recipe on my story, I make sure like they can screenshot it. Like all like I'm thinking at the end of the day all about the audience. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, I should weave in like parts of my life and, you know, but it's not about me. Like it's about helping these people yeah. and really understanding, yeah, what what could help them, responding to them, talking to them. Because that's how you make better content. It's so true. Yeah. You have to think their perspective and the way they want to learn from you. Yes. And getting like really like what does this audience want? Like I know most of my audience is women. Mm -hmm. They want to lose weight. A lot of them are stay-at-home moms. So just really getting like honing in on... Who is your who your audience is yeah. as you grow it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So stop talking about you know mattress toxicity and pay more attention to, <laughs> to oh, the yeah, demographics. Oh yeah, the, the foam mattress. It, they're like, they're nasty foam mattress. Oh my god. God. If you if you even bring up foam mattresses on your podcast, you better allot like forty five minutes for me to just. Oh go my off. goodness. Um, I want to go into that. Wait, what are your plans though? Are you gonna? Oh, oh yeah, I want to know a good your question. Plans. Um, man, well. I'm stopping seeing patients um, and I'm going more into education. I'm getting involved in this startup that is launching next month and we're building literally the number one health resource in the world where anyone can go to learn about anything from fitness, from nutrition, Ayurveda, naturopathic medicine. Um, I've been blessed to be asked to do this. And so I'm hiring a bunch of people to create this crazy, crazy platform. I can't say the name yet, but it will launch. I will make an announcement. That's the major thing I'm doing. I'm doing some concierge medicine. I have a family that I work with, and um, I have a TEDx coming up. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the year or early in the Can you, Are you supposed to keep the subject under wraps? Is that it, how it works? For now, okay. yeah. And then, okay. and, but once it's ready, it's going to be ready, and it's, okay. it's going to explode. So, um, yeah, thanks for asking what I'm doing. No one well, really ever asks about me now that I think yeah, about well, it. Well, I have my own podcast, so yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I know. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast? Uh, Master Your Health Podcast. Master Your Health. How many episodes have you done? eight we have eight now well damn that's a lot and you'll be like number 11 or something okay wow so you're really just banging them out right i'm trying well we had a bunch stockpiled ah i see i see thank goodness because with the wedding yeah um but i can't wait to have you on okay yeah i can't wait to be on so um before we close out let me get three things from you right three what three things can we tell the listeners or viewers that can maximize their health what are three important things the most important things right now for your for health so number my number one tip is overall stop drinking your calories and replace so replace any of your sugary drinks with water, tea, and then like coffee with not mm-hmm. much added, but mostly water. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two would be to cut back on the processed foods. So really 
cut back. Don't take, you know, throw that out of your house. Really don't keep any in the pantry. If your family needs to have some, like have a designated area that's not really in your eyesight. Um, and then number three would be to incorporate more whole foods, you know, eat more whole foods and get back in the kitchen. Yeah. You cannot go wrong with those three. No. How simple are they? So simple. And you Even can number one. Yeah. If you're drinking a sugary drink every day, you can lose weight. I've seen it. By just cutting that out. I've seen it. Literally just like one can of Coke and they, they lose so much weight when they cut Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's literally syrup in a bottle. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to be on your show. Uh, congrats on the wedding. Everybody congratulate her on Instagram, which your name is Meow Mix? Meow Mix. Yeah. Meow, M-E-I-X. M-E-I-X. You'll find everything you ever needed on that page. Support her. Support her show. And yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Dr. G. All right. All right, what a show. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed every single segment. I'm telling you every week from now on, as always, we're giving you the good stuff. So thank you for tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe, giving love, giving love back. Go hug your mother, go hug your brother, hug everyone you know. All right, take care. Adios. Adios.